Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, the new dentist coach with another edition of Ask Dr. Darwin. This is the new dentist coach show. So today, today we have a special guest in our new series called Careers in Dentistry. And today we have Dr. Kwong, who is an endodontist, is going to be sharing with us about her journey into endodontics. Uh, but but also keep in mind, be sure to subscribe to my this YouTube page and get the notifications because I will be posting new shows, new episodes each and every week, every Monday and also on Thursdays. And also, if you if you have questions or you have a topic that you want to have displayed or talked about, shoot me an email at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. So, Dr. Kwong, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience. You're welcome. You're welcome. We might have a small Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. Good. I'm good. I'm excited that you're excited. Good. So, <laughs> so tell, us, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am from Houston, Texas, born in and that's where I currently reside. Uh, my parents are actually from Africa, so I'm a first-generation African-American. Um, and me being an endodontist is the best thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So... Um, Tell us a little bit about endodontics. So how, how long is your training to be an, an endodontist? Well, with endodontics, it can be a specialty training program that can go from two to three years um, outside of dental school. Um, I graduated from Case Western Reserve University Graduate Endodontics Department, and that was under the tutelage of Dr. Andre Mickle. Uh, my program was a two-year program, which included the Master's in Science in Dentistry, which required you to publish a thesis as well as uh, present an oral thesis. So it wasn't easy, but I made it through. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So four years of undergrad, four years of dental school, and then, depending on the program, another two or three years of specialty training. Yes. Yes. Now, did and you get through an additional route? I did a general this residency. Did that time, uh, I did okay. a GPR because it helped reinforce the restorative aspect of dentistry. And it also bought me time to decide and confirm whether or not I was interested in endodontics, which it did. Good. So, so you really, you're talking about another three years after dental school, one year GPR and then two years of endo training. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So, Tell us about your typical day. What is it like? What's your typical day like? Well, my day starts 530 in the morning. That's when the alarm rings, but I don't get up till six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first patient starts at 730 in the morning. And um, I have days where today was a smooth day. I had 10 patients um, and I finished at 430 right on time. Right on time. Okay. So, uh, so, I didn't have a lunch break today, but it, it just went. So 7.30 to 4.30 was your typical day. What about evenings, weekends? How does that work for you? So I don't do evenings purposefully. <laughs> um, weekend, I, I have a vacation. 
uh, during the week, then I may um, go ahead and, and kind of make up some hours on a Saturday or so. So Saturdays are usually planned in advance. Gotcha. Gotcha. So procedures as an endodontist, I know there are some routine ones, uh, but describe some of those some of those procedures that an endodontist would perform uh, that are different, that are similar and different from what a general dentist may do. Well, with an initial root canal treatment, it's kind of similar to general dentistry, except in endodontics, we use uh, increased magnification, so a microscope or loops that allow us to see additional canals that may not be seen to the naked eye. Uh, with retreatments, um, we are looking for a causative factor. You know, was there a delay in placing the crown on there? Um, the tooth is still diseased. Is there, uh, is it a complicated canal where, or a complicated anatomy where a canal was missed? And then um, a little bit more to the forefront, we have now regeneration. So we've been kind of producing an endodontics research on that for the past about 10 years or so. And with regeneration, you have an immature tooth, which means open apex, that is necrotic or dead. And we're able to go in there and perform special techniques in order to help regenerate the tooth or help it grow and close again. Wow. So regeneration. So that's typically not a, a procedure that most general dentists are doing, correct? That's true. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. So as a specialist, as an endo specialist doing... Uh, retreatments and doing root canals under ma magnification, especially trying to find those MB2s <laughs> and those additional canals. What's what's a, what's a typical range or salary for, for salary for an endodontist? Well, I think the minimum is $240,000 a year. That's the minimum. Um, I think most endodontists are probably grossing between two eighty to even four hundred, and then if you're out west uh, in California, Las Vegas, they might be on the upper range of like four hundred thousand to six hundred thousand, and some even up above that. Now, is that is that independent of how many offices you have, or is that just pretty much? I mean, I know it, there's some variation if you are owner or if you uh, have or work in multiple offices, does that make it change somewhat also? It absolutely does. If you are traveling endodontist, uh, working with a corporation, but you still are independent, meaning you dictate your diagnosis and whether or not you provide treatment, the salary from there usually can vary between $150,000 to somewhere between $700,000, k per year. Um, as a private practitioner, it really depends on your location and the referring doctors coming in. And I hate to say it, but now insurance. And they kind of dictate a lot of what the fees are and uh, whether or not endodontists will accept that insurance or not. Right, right. Now, do you have your own office or do you also... Are you also traveling? Like, do you? No, not yet. But it is traveling. But it is currently in the works. Oh, okay. So like a in the works. Like an. Uh, I did the traveling. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. I, I did no. I did the traveling um, because I just wasn't ready to uh, take on the responsibilities of being um, 
and an owner and everything that comes along with it. Not so much as the dental procedures, but more so management, <laughs> managing staff, managing business, managing meetings. It was more so the management aspect of it that I just wasn't ready to move into that direction. Gotcha. So you're basically doing endodontist, uh, endotherapy as an endodontist, uh, pretty much on a traveling basis or working out of several offices. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, I like, I like it. It, it. There's pros and cons to it, but my favorite pro is that I'm able to work side by side with the restorative doctor. Yes. So there's things that may not have seen or they're not um, educated on that I, I, I read up on, I'm able to kind of communicate with them in advance to say, this is what I see. Um, this is why this may work out or this may not work out. Or I might tweak something a little bit in order to make it easier for them to complete the restorative treatment with them. Awesome. Okay, good, good. Now we've talked about the range and how you, how, what your work hours are. Knowing what you know now, and you've been uh, a specialist for several years now, practicing, working, knowing what you know now, what, is there anything that you would do differently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's laughing, uh-oh. <laughs> so I grew my program and I was ready to hit the ground running, meaning I wanted to make up for all the fun times that I missed <laughs> and I made up for it. I made up for it uh, by traveling. I think the past three years I was in almost 15 countries every three, every year. And so um, I wish in hindsight that I wouldn't have deterred myself from traveling, but I still would have taken time to plot and plan for the long term in terms of knowing what it takes to open up a practice and just kind of taking courses maybe once a month or once every quarter and uh, easing myself into the process. Gotcha. Okay. That's some, that's some, uh, that's something different. What, what advice do you have? What do you have? What advice do you have for aspiring uh, new dentists or those that are pursuing careers in healthcare or even maybe pursuing endodontics? Um, in dentistry, I have to say, when you graduate four years, you're ready to get out and go. Um, if you, at that fourth year, already know what you want to do, kudos to you. Uh, I did it. Uh, and I don't think people should steer away from doing a GPR or an advanced education program, because sometimes those programs kind of help guide you into a more specific area and confirm to you what you want to do. Right. Um, in terms of the healthcare profession, I don't think you can go wrong with it at all. I mean, I'm pro dentistry, right. <laughs> but I don't think anywhere in the healthcare profession can anyone say that this is not going to be, uh, you're not going to have a lifelong productive and prosperous career. Awesome. Awesome. So last four questions, last four questions. We ask everyone these questions that, uh, that share with us. Yeah. <laughs> So question number one, what's your favorite day of the week? Your favorite day of the week? This year, Thursdays are my new Fridays. So I love Thursdays. <laughs> you said you said this year, Thursdays are, are your day, huh? Yes. So that means you work yes. four days a week. 
<laughs> yes, I dance on Thursdays. Thursdays about two o'clock. I start dancing. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Thursday. What's your favorite food? Uh, pizza and margaritas. I know. <laughs> it's just pizza and a margarita. Perfect. There you go. I will not complain. I won't speak to you. I won't complain. <laughs> pizza and margaritas. Yes. What's your favorite procedure uh, to do in the office or, or task to do in the office? Oh, incision and drainage. Ooh. I get so excited when a patient comes in swollen. And I can't wait to cut and drain and just kind of help the patient feel better. I know I feel bad when they come in, but I just get excited getting ready to numb them, cut them, and make them feel a lot better. And yeah. I look forward to the phone call that night where they're still in pain, but the next day they're usually okay. Yeah. And I think you get excited because you know that you have the training and the aptitude and the skill to be able to help them. And you're just like, yes, I'm so excited. And they don't even know. I know some people might think of, why is she excited that my face is swollen like this? No, <laughs> you know, so I, but I understand what you mean. I understand totally what you mean. And last question is, uh, what's your favorite action or thing to do outside of work? Oh, I, there's two things actually. Um, outside of traveling, I like to bungee jump. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so I've done that four times. Yeah, four times already. And I get excited each time to do it. Wow. Although every time I've done it, I've done it outside the country. I don't recommend it <laughs> because now I realize uh that if something happens to you outside the country, you need to make sure you have health insurance outside the country. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, those were some interesting answers to those uh, our four questions there. Thanks for sharing. So how, how do people get in contact with you? If they want to talk to you more about, about what you do as a traveling endodontist or just uh, about applying to dental, I mean, to endodontics programs, um, or just talk to you about endo treatment. How, how do people, how can people get in contact with you? Oh, I can re be reached by email um, at s.kwangdds at gmail.com. Got it. S.kwangdds at gmail.com. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Any uh, any projects you're working on right now or anything that you are doing? Um, currently, we are planning to do a mission trip in Kenya in Ooh. October. So I'm hoping that follows through with an associate of mine, Dr. Carrie Cunningham. And if it's not this October, it's definitely going to be in February. We always have a good time out there. And it's really touching uh, for us to work with uh, the Presbyterian Hospital in uh, Nairobi. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. So I, I know there's probably some people out there that would love to go on that trip, would love to be part of that. So we'll be sure to include uh, your your email address so people can uh, ask more questions about that. Hey, Dr. Kwong, thank you so much. So, so, so very much for your for your time. Anytime. Take care so much. And and for you for you out there that have questions or have other th other topics that you want us to talk about, shoot me an email at, at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach 
at gmail.com. All right, Doc, take care and good luck. And and make sure you get Thank the you. make sure you have your seatbelt on when you're bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I double check the ropes. Yeah, double check the ropes. <laughs> All right. Triple take, check. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Hey, hope you guys like that episode. There's more, more to listen to and more to learn from. Make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next, next episode. Peace. Oh, thank you.